0: This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR, 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Good morning. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> Rewind. Sorry about that, guys. That was one of our older shows, for Let Your Voice Be Heard. But guess what? We're live and in effect. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Um, I am Selena Hill, a.k.a., well, Stanley the Replacement, if you guys will. The better
1: Stanley. The better Stanley. <laughs> For all oh. intents and purposes,
2: right, 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 right. So yeah, um, so, so I, I like love- how you got it right and said intents and purposes. <laughs> so everybody seems to think it's intensive
1: purposes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm smart, so there you Aww.
2: go. Jackie Cohn, smartest person on the planet. Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. Jackie. You are definitely the
0: this MVP. This is definitely a
1: non-Stanley show. Because it is. If it was Stanley, he'd be like, "You're dumb, you're dumb. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> you're, you're, you're stupid. stupid. <laughs> you're stupid.
0: You're stupid." Headphones
1: kind of loud, right? A so bit, are mine. A little
0: bit. I'm gonna have to turn them down in a minute. But hey, guys, we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Um, if you guys are watching via Ustream, you see me sitting at the engineer table. And um, my name is Selena Hill, but on Twitter and Instagram, it's Miss Selena Hill. And on Snapchat, where I have the most fun. And I dance too at silent fun, parties. Oh, too much
2: fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's S. Hill, 2020, guys. And my name is Alyssa Fuchs, and I am here with Selena in the studio today and some other great people this morning. Um, your legal correspondent, you can find me on Facebook, uh, on the fan page at facebook.com slash politically preposterous, or you can find me on my personal page at Alyssa Fuchs on Twitter or facebook.com slash Alyssa Fuchs, and that's Alyssa with an I, and I'll send it to my other...
1: Hello, Hello, I'm Jackie Cohen. I'm happy to be back on the show. Um, You can follow follow me on all the things on uh, Facebook at Jackie Cohen, on Twitter at Miley Cyrus, on Instagram. (laughs) Just kidding. You can follow me at at Jackie Cohen, Instagram, Twitter at J-A-Q-I-C-O-H-E-N. And I'm excited to be back on the show today. We're going to have a good show, especially yes. because Stanley is not here. Definitely.
0: We're going to have a great show. We're going to start the conversation talking about gun violence and what's been going on in Virginia. Just gonna a little briefing.
2: Yeah, no, and and it's, uh, if you didn't already hear, I presume you have, but last week uh, there was another shooting. I feel like it's like every week there's a shooting, because there is a shooting every week. Yeah. Um, And the thing that was so different about this shooting versus the other ones is that this one actually happened live. Not only did it happen live, on television, uh, while the reporters were live on the air. Uh, it also happened live in that the gunman, the shooter, actually videotaped it from his own point of view and then posted it on social media. Um, so, this is kind of the first time that we've had. Uh, something happened so live and in our faces like this. But I know we're going to get a lot more into that later on in the show. Um, We're also going to have uh, some other great segments today. Um, The other thing we're going to be talking about later on in the show is the Ashley Madison hack. We're going to talk about the ethics of the hack itself, but then also a larger conversation about relationship norms and and the idea of monogamy. You want to jump
1: in there? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a really interesting... Um, discussion, especially between the three of us, because I think we've determined we have very different stances on the issue. Um, but this Ashley Madison hack in general, you know, theres I think it's a, been a really divisive issue um, between people who think, yes, the hackers are totally just in these actions, and people who say, no, right to privacy is really important, and we should protect people and shouldn't out them. So... I'm excited to get into it. And and I'm actually
2: also excited to discuss the bigger issue we're going to have on attorney Andy Isenson, who works for Diana Adams Law and Mediation, and uh, he specializes in um, the exact uh, kinds of different and alternative Relationships that are non-monogamous, such yeah. as polyamory, non-traditional family structures, and those are really important things, so we will be really excited to talk to him later on in the show um, for the second segment. Um, of course, I'll also be doing the quickie. Of course. Um, I will end the show with the quickie. We'll be talking about ballot selfies. Um, that is exactly what it sounds like. It is <laughs> taking a selfie in the voting booth, and in some places it's actually illegal. Um, and the reason why it's illegal is because in the past there used to be a lot of voter coercion. Corro- and vote buying. And so these states thought like, hey, you know what, it's probably a good idea to make it so people are not allowed to take photographs in the voting booth so that Other people cannot coerce them into voting in certain ways, but today we are living in a different world, and people love to take selfies and love to take photographs. And one of the places they want to take them is in the voting booth. Um, People take selfies everywhere, everywhere. Uh, So we'll talk about the First Amendment and the ballot selfie and some of these new legal challenges that we are seeing that are arising uh, following a Supreme Court case that was known as Reed, um, and the ACLU is now bringing some challenges. There's been a decision in. North, New Hampshire, i almost said North Carolina, yeah. New Hampshire, and now there's going to be another lawsuit in Indiana, so it'll be really, really interesting to get into uh, that and speak about that. Selena?
0: Yep. So, thanks for the rundown, Alyssa. <laughs> we have so much to talk about, guys, and of course, if you want to let... Your voice be heard. You can call us up at two one two six five zero six nine zero three. I just want to say, FYI, it is so distracting watching myself on the YouTube you're so beautiful.
1: No, you're just so distracted <laughs> by your beauty.
0: No, no, it's it's not even that. I don't I don't know, guys. I, I just keep I don't know. i I'm,
1: It's like um. You're pulled into your essence. I don't know. It's,
0: it's like a it's like a selfie mirror. I don't know. It's just. <laughs> It's just a little distracting, guys. But um, speaking of, um, you know, things that I can't get my mind off of, let's talk about Scatter Radio um, for the last few weeks. Yes. I've been talking about the fact that Let Your Voice Be Heard is now on the Scatter Radio network. So that means that you can check out our shows on scatterradio.com. You can also listen live on Scatter Radio. And you should also just check out the site because they have a lot of grassroots uh, different shows, talk shows, music shows. Um, people from all around the world, they use this platform to basically let their voices be heard. And if you like politics or music, whatever you want, um, try it out. And if you guys want are thinking about your own podcast definitely try out scatter radio do it. so um yeah guys and on and that didn't you also yes, do an
2: interview with scatter radio? Oh, so you I should did. read the interview
0: that selena did because it's really it's really great. good yeah. It's right on their front page too just scroll down a little bit and we're still posted right bam. there definitely bam so all right guys we're gonna go on a quick little break but when we come Ooh. back <laughs> there will be no changes this is let your voice be heard stay tuned And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. My name is Selena Hill, a.k.a. the voice of Harlem. No, I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> um, And I'm here with Alyssa Fuchs, Jack C- Jackie Cohen. Oops. Jackie Cohen. Jackie Cohen, sorry about that. And we have a very special in-studio guest. His name is Chad R. McLeod. Donald, and um, he's an activist for New Yorkers Against Gun Violence. He's also an editor and a columnist for QuietMike.org, dot org, where he specializes in writing about gun violence prevention. He's also a very, very funny man who has the most adorable son the ever, cutest
1: kid ever,
0: cutest kid ever. He's Chad, the mayor. <laughs> yes, already he is already the mayor. Did you want to just De hey, Blasio? Hi. Watch out, uh oh, Chad's son is coming for you it's gonna happen it definitely is it definitely is guys so we're starting off the show speaking about gun violence um prevention answers solutions i mean it's a lot to talk about because it's like every other month or week or you know it's just something that's always happening in the news and it just so happened that recently a um a reporter well an an old reporter he actually um used to work at a virginia-based station called wdbj.tv and um he was fired back in 2013 and he sought to get vengeance and seek revenge and what happened was he actually shot This young 24-year-old woman while she was doing a live interview on the local news station. So he shot her. He um, also shot the person she was interviewing, and he also shot the cameraman. So he killed the reporter. He killed the cameraman. And he recorded his actions, like this incident, on his own phone and then uploaded it and shared it to social media.
1: But also it was broadcasted live. And
0: it was
2: broadcasted live. Um,
1: So if you happen to be watching... Being – sitting on my
2: couch that morning and watching the morning show and seeing those events unfold. And I think that's, as I mentioned earlier, what really distinguishes – This event from some of the other shooting events we've seen.
0: Well, the thing is, um, the newscaster herself that was at the anchor desk, she didn't know. She said afterward that she was like, she it did not resonate with her that those were gunshots. She just thought there was like you know some type of trouble that they were in, or you know something was happening, or technical difficulty. But no, he shot him, and the guy was identified. Um, He was a forty-year-old man. Um, His name was um, I forgot his first name. Um, Oh, he went by the name Bruce. No. Bryce Williams, but his real name was, I think it was like Versi
2: Vanigan or something like that. I think that. it's the opposite way around. I think Vanigan may have. Or, it f-
3: was Vester Lee Flanagan.
2: Vester Lee Vanigan. That Thank was you. his pseudonym. No, correct? that, was his, no. Real that was his real
0: name. No, that was his real name. That was his real name. Okay. Right. Got it. Right. So then afterward, he, you know, went on a chase and the cops are you know, Pursuing him and eventually he committed suicide. And a lot of his former employees came out and said, you know, he was distraught, he was disgruntled. We fired him because he had very violent, aggressive tendencies. And, you know, he was a little off, basically. basically. So a lot of people were like, I'm not that surprised that it was him. And he did like leak this like manifesto saying that, you know, it's I was seeking vengeance because this person was racist.
1: Well, sorry to cut off. Oh, because he was a black man. Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, I wonder how much that has to do with the fact that people say, you know, typically you hear about these shootings and the first thing you hear people say is, oh, I never would have suspected.
0: We are back. Happy Sunday. I think I forgot to say that. We're not having a happy conversation, but it is sunlight outside, and there is some hope, hopefully, to push and to look forward to.
2: Just go back and forth between mass shootings and police killing black people. Like... All right, so it's not a happy Sunday, Alyssa.
0: (laughs) Um, We're back on Let Your Voice Be Heard. Again, my name is Selena Hill. I'm here with Alyssa Fuchs, Jackie Cohen, and Chad R. McDonald, who is holding it down. He is an activist and a writer when it comes to gun violence prevention. And we have a very special caller on the line who um, was here the last time we had a conversation about gun violence and prevention. Her name is Colette, and um, she's calling in, I think, all the way from Long Island. Good morning colette
4: hi good morning ladies queens actually not too far queens, yay queens yes. morning colette
0: so colette we're having this conversation about the recent shooting that happened in virginia and you know i kind of want to get to some solutions like what are the answers and you know as chad mentioned it's a complex issue um we do know that the prevalence of gun violence and uh, just gun culture has a strong prominence on why this keeps happening over and over again but you know w- sure. what are your thoughts and comments
4: on this Sure. Okay. Well, real quick. I mean, I think that this this discussion about mental health is a is a truly important thing that we need to address in this country nationwide. But I want to point out on the nexus of mental health and gun violence, there are a couple of things that just jump up as screamingly obvious here. You know, the the American mental health problem, which the NRA want to want to direct these issues to. And many, many politicians that are sitting in office right now want to say they want to look at as being an underlying cause of gun violence. That would all be perfectly reasonable if we didn't have this thing called the rest of the world that has plenty of mental health problems and programs and they struggle with solutions there as well. The place where we are exceptional is that we just have the best armed mentally ill population in the world. So if we're going to take a serious look at that, we need to be very somber about it. Now, what enrages me is to see politicians say, we certainly have a mental health problem in this country. And then when you go to look at their voting record, they have denied every expansion of mental health services for the population that needs it, while at the same time approving and voting for every NRA scripted bill that gets put on their desk. So there's a tremendous disconnect there that we need to look at. Um, And I am am going online and finding the politicians that are saying this nonsense and making it my business to cut and paste their voting record on both the gun and the mental health issues, Mm. because we have to stop walking away from it. And as concerned citizens, that's our homework. Mm. So the other thing I would say, too, is, you know, let's look at Virginia. What goes on there? Basically, if you can fog a mirror, you can get a gun in Virginia. (laughs) Any kind of gun or as many guns as you want. There's no permit to purchase. There's no license required. As a matter of fact, and I don't think people know this, you can get state authorization to carry a loaded gun in public at fun parks and movie theaters and at the Piggly Wiggly by doing your training course online. Wow. That is
0: a disgrace. <laughs> that is scary. Wow. There's
4: not you know, this is not a somber and serious approach to gun ownership. And it's for that reason that I say the NRA, based right there in Virginia, in Fairfax, they are not a pro Second Amendment organization. They used to be. They used to be all about the shooting sports and conservation and hunting. Um, when they lost their minds in the late 70s, they became not an advocacy organization. They are anti-gun regulation. That is what they are. And in my opinion, that makes them pro-crime. And the reason for that is nothing sells good guy guns like easy access to guns for bad guys.
0: Mm. So it sounds like they're all doing it for a profit. Thank you so much, Colette, for calling in and just giving us a breakdown is one thing that I just wanted to highlight that she said is something that we all can do. And that is making sure you know where your elected official stands on this right. And if you have someone that's elected in your hometown, on the local level, on the state level, then, you know, uh, Get a petition started. Sign that petition. Um, start doing a little activism in your own community. Start raising the awareness because we can take back our communities. It does not have to be a such a pro gun. Um,
2: America, we can do something. Yeah, no, and I just wanted to add to the comments that Colette made, which I thank her very much for. Uh, You know, one of the things she mentioned was about voting records and mental health treatment, right? So one of the things that Obamacare did, the Affordable Care Act, was expand mental health treatment and provide low-cost or free mental health treatment to many people that needed it. That was the biggest expansion of mental health in America in over, since the 1970s, essentially. A lot of these politicians who are uh, the ones who go online and on TV and say, you know, this is a mental health problem, they are also going online and on TV and saying, let's repeal the Affordable Care Act, which is the thing that's the biggest mental health expansion. Uh, My second comment that I wanted to make, um, you know, which is not necessarily related to those comments, um, but in retrospect to me, and this was a tweet I saw, but I'll, I'll just repeat And this guy, Dan Hodges, he wrote, in retrospect, Sandy Hook marked the end of the U.S. gun control debate. Once America decided killing children was bearable, the debate was over. And I know Chad has some comments about that, so I'm going to let him respond to that.
3: Well, I could understand the frustration with someone saying something like that, believing something like that, but the fact of the matter is, is that it's not true. America did try to do something. America is still trying to do something. I'm trying to do something every day. So are a lot of my friends. So is everyone in this room. The issue is not that we didn't do anything. The issue is we were blocked.
1: Right, right.
3: The NRA, the gun lobbies, and their pets in the Republican Congress are the only reason that didn't go through. And that's directly due to the gun culture and uh, gun fetishists, as I call them, uh, and the pro- pro-gun extremists. And just to touch back on what Collette said about uh, mental illness, I have actually faced the Republican mental illness boogeyman. I was faced down. With, you know, I was working a bar, um, and I was doing security, and just one random night, it was before 10 p.m. on Thursday in June 2005, this kid just ran into the bar with a kitchen knife and tried to cut someone's throat. Mm. It didn't work because he was on one of those spinny stools, like what i'm sitting <laughs> on right now, and he was a small he was a small boy he was a fourteen year old slip of a kid, threw his uh, arm around his neck and went to cu- cut went to cut his throat and just threw him off balance, knocked him on the floor, just got him a little nick in that room were myself, the bartender, an off-duty cop, and several other big, strong, tough, you know, sports-watching guys. And you know what we all did? What? Nothing. We all stood there with our mouths open because you know what people do when there's a crisis situation, Mm -hmm. and this is why the good guy with a gun crap that the NRA says doesn't work? They stand with their mouths open in shock every single time, and then they bolt. This kid ran into the bar. Grabbed a dude with a knife, tried to cut his throat, and almost got away. But I somehow managed to snap, snap two, and intercept him. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and and even then, as I'm looking at this kid, I'm like, he's not home. He's not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- he's not responsible for his actions at all. And so I used reasonable restraint. We held on to him until the police arrived, which, contrary to what the gun people tell you, was pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, and they handled him. Now, uh, this was in Canada, so he was off his meds once he was released from, from the mental health facility he was in and the demons came back into his head and next thing you know, he's got a knife and he's running into some random bar because it was in the neighborhood. If he had had a gun, Mm. I would be dead. My friends would be dead. It would be a news story. The difference is is that the, the gun laws in Canada, up until recently, were a lot more stringent. And uh, it's to get a handgun in Canada up until recently, you had to really prove that you were responsible. And, you know, the talking point that gets used all the time, which is if you don't like guns, don't buy one, that is <laughs> A load of crap. You may as well just say, if you don't like guns, don't get shot by one. Mm. A gun is not a toy. It is a heavy responsibility, not just for you, but for everyone around you, even when it is not in your possession.
0: Right. And I mean, that story, Chad, it just leads to how many other stories have we seen in America of children getting access to guns and shooting themselves, a shooting their mother in by, Walmart, yeah, a, shooting another adult. Every
3: 36 hours, a child is shot.
0: Because they are getting access to guns because exactly. we have hundreds of millions of guns across America. Exactly. Yeah, and
2: if you have a question or a comment, you should definitely give us a call two 212-650-6903. We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on that. Chad, I know there was an article published earlier in the week um, through Quiet Mike, definitive proof that Mm -hmm. guns do kill people. A lot of this trope we hear all the time. Guns don't kill people, people kill people. And I was hoping that you could address this article what this study is showing. Um, I know we're having a slight internet problem. Mine has (laughs) cut out at the moment. um, But I know that you're familiar with the article I'm discussing and I was hoping that you can jump in and, and talk about that and debunk this myth of guns don't kill people, people kill people.
3: Well, a lot of the whole a lot of the whole uh, guns don't kill people, people kill people. Uh, that old saw is used by the same people who will also then turn around and say, guns save lives. Right. Oh, guns don't kill people. Guns save lives. I got it. Okay. Uh, and a lot, of the, um, a lot of the rhetoric that comes out of the NRA and the gun lobbies, to talk about how you need more guns. If there's more guns, there will be less crime. And a lot of this boils down to one guy. There's a fellow out there by the name of John Lott. Now, he's written a book called More Guns, Less Crime, which talks about more guns means less crime. The problem of this, and you can Google this and look it up, all, there's all kinds of material out, it's coming forth more and more, is that it's not true. He made that stuff up. He did this, he did this survey, which he based his whole study on, uh, but he can't... He can't find one scrap of evidence to support it. Oh, his computer crashed. He doesn't have any records financially of paying these people to do the survey for him. He can't name anybody who did the survey for him. And on top of that, he assumed a sock puppet identity, called himself Mary Roche. And this is something he does on a regular basis. He just did it again with uh with with another woman uh wrote wrote under an assumed female identity to push campus carry so this is the guy Mm. this guy and and he was outed in 2003 as being a complete fraud
4: Mm. and for
3: whatever reason he was resurrected by the media he writes columns for fox news and he is continuing right on like nothing happened he made it up it's not true that the the fact of the matter is is that more guns equals more gun violence it's just that simple more guns more shootings more mass shootings more everything bad
0: right and it it doesn't make any sense when we're looking towards what we can do and what progressive steps that we can make um one thing i wanted to mention really quickly is walmart has announced that they will no longer be selling assault rifles Mm -hmm. in u.s stores due to lack of consumer demand chad is that a progressive step what do you what do you think about that
3: it isn't it isn't uh i have a friend by the name of Manny that, uh, that wrote about this and, uh, and, uh, his, his take was that, yes, it is a good step. And, uh, it certainly, uh, it certainly, uh, brought a, a lot of the pro extremists out of the woodwork to attack Walmart, um,
2: which is funny because it's capitalism, right? The yeah. other thing that they always talk about, right. the free market. Oh, yeah. No, they... Walmart is saying, listen, it doesn't make sense for us in the free market to sell this product because it's not selling and it's right. costing us more to buy exactly. it than we're, and we're not making money. And so we have a profit motive to not sell it, which right. is, you know, conservative free market, the exactly. invisible hand. Exactly but now, right. of course, they're outraged about that because they think it has something to do with guns or assault rights, uh, assault weapons per se and not necessarily with the idea that you know it's just not in walmart's financial interest to sell these weapons right. but it also doesn't discount the fact that uh, you know the a lot of these shootings happen not with these quote-unquote assault weapons they happen with handguns right yes. even this most recent shooting happened well, with a handgun. Most, ma-
3: most mass shootings are are, are family members
2: you're more likely to be killed by a gun if there's a gun in your house, right. yeah. by the, your own gun,
1: than if you don't have a yeah, gun in your house, Yeah, a chance
3: of suicide for either you or your family members, or your family members killing you.
1: I just, I don't understand. I know, I can understand the the rationale to owning a handgun, even though I don't agree with it. I can understand that, you, you know, there's an argument, it's used for protection. I don't understand why you would need an assault rifle, and why you would need to go to Walmart and buy it. Um, well,
3: I'm, they think that uh, if they have an assault rifle, that they'll be invincible. Right. And that uh, nobody can easier. hurt them. But I'm here to tell you from personal experience multiple times, especially from that time at the bar, when that kid ran in with a knife, if we'd all had guns, nothing would have happened. Yeah we would have still stood you there with driven. our mouths dropped and open. And if he
1: had a gun... If he had a gun, we'd all be dead.
0: Story.
2: If there was ever a time where the good guy with the gun trope should have applied, it was in the train wreck shooting that occurred down, exactly. down in Louisiana. Lafayette. Louisiana, Lafayette. It was just actually where our friend Manny is from, mm-hmm. um, has some of the loosest or gun laws that there are out there. Right. Everybody, yeah. they have open carry, everybody goes to the movies, et cetera, et cetera, with a gun. So if there was ever a time where the quote unquote good guy with a gun should that have sure turned around... Around at the movie theater and prevented uh, an incident like this. It was then, and it didn't happen, which just leads you to believe that is. A false I've
3: said it many times. It does not matter if you have a gun, if another guy with a gun has a drop on you.
2: Yeah, it it
0: doesn't. Chad, you mentioned that you are an activist. You have dedicated yeah. your life to getting guns, um, you know, off the streets and just stopping gun violence. Is there anything else that you can leave with our listeners, people who feel very helpless and very scared for their own safety, seeing all of these shootings that continue continue to happen?
3: Certainly, that's exactly how I felt. I mean. Uh, Returning to the States was a shock in, in how much the media had changed, how much the gun culture had become more prevalent. Um, I'm a giant nerd. I'm sitting here with my green lantern ring. <laughs> so when the Aurora shooting happened during the filming of Batman, that was, that was something that, you know, touched me. I mean, even beyond the, the horrible event that, that, that took place. And then, you know, I, I came here for love. I came here to marry my wife. And when she was pregnant with Liam... Uh, we were moving to Brooklyn, and that was when Sandy Hook happened. And it was horrible. This was supposed to be a wonderful day. We we're supposed to be launching out onto onto you know a, a brand new brand new life. And like Liam has been the light of my life, but. When we were moving to our home, that's all we could think. All we could see, all we could hear was children are getting killed in schools, and that's when I you know I realized this is this is not just my life anymore it's I'm responsible for someone else, and who am I if I don't try to do my very best to effect a change? you know, and I'm not even someone who's been directly affected by gun violence. And it's it's just hitting me so hard because he's starting preschool in the fall, school is coming up, and and I need to change this. So it's very easy to get involved. Um, social media, as horrible uh, as 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 horribly as it was used in the Virginia shooting, is still the key to getting involved. Um, just about every gun violence prevention org is out there. And you can approach them online and sign up and do it. There's plenty of them. I'm with New Yorkers Against Gun Violence. Mm-hmm. We're easily accessible online. Uh, you can find us on their Facebook page. Say hi. Uh, mm-hmm. Other great organizations, Coalition to Stop Gun Violence, is out there. They're amazing. Uh, Moms Demand, of course. They're just they're just a force to be reckoned with. All of these, all of these amazing organizations are always looking for people, always looking for help. Moms Demand just had a tremendous rally yesterday in uh, in Brooklyn for Spike Lee's block party, so they were there for that. Um, New Yorkers Against Gun Violence is always always promoting events there's uh we were just at the brooklyn borough hall with new yorkers against gun violence and mom's demand speaking with congresswoman carolyn maloney and it takes little to no effort to get started but before you know it you're actually helping to effect a change Mm -hmm. i didn't start speaking out against gun violence until after sandy hook to my great shame because it was something that I felt strongly about, but it took Sandy Hook to get me motivated, and that's something I'm going to have to, you know, live down. But oh. once I started, it's amazing how quickly you, you will start realizing that you get involved, and it's easy enough as a mouth click.
0: Right. Chad, how can people follow you and your writings?
3: Oh, okay. Well, you can find me on Facebook at Chad or McDonald. Uh, I'm probably not going to accept a friend request if I don't know you, but uh, you can follow along. I run several Facebook pages that uh, speak to this issue, and... uh, because it's an issue that's so intense, I also have Facebook pages. Uh, Facebook pages that have nothing to do with it. I like to talk about the Yankees and the Rangers and flowers and, <laughs> and comic books because you need to. I mean, this yeah. is the sort of this is the sort of issue that you know if you if you immerse yourself into it for too long, right. it's going to make you nuts. You yeah. need to have things that uh, you know that. To get you away from Chad,
0: that. we commend you on your work and your activism, which is very inspirational because the work you're doing is preventing someone else from being shot and killed, um, and we thank you for that. And, you know, you just gave a rundown of how people can get um, involved, and it can be as easy as signing up on Twitter and following a group, leave, leaving a donation if mm-hmm. you cannot go to every single meeting, or, you know, showing up to a rally and and, and, and just showing your support and letting your voice be heard on the worse, issue. comes to worst,
3: call out to me on Twitter at chadmac nineteen. And I'll send you a link that you need to sign up to. Uh, Follow me along on Facebook, and I've got a ton of pages you can click onto, and we'll all tell you what you can do.
0: There is something we can always do. On that note, we're going to go to a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming back with the News Roundup right here and Let Your Voice Be Heard. (laughs)